Okay, so, uh, you know, every yantif is an ocean. You know, mamish every yantif is an ocean. And uh, it, it's hard to figure out, you know, every year to how to approach that ocean in that particular year's way. So uh, we'll do the best we can right now to at least begin to be makashar ourselves a little bit to the light of Pesach. And... Uh, as usual, you know, we're going to try to go from a particular point, try to hop a particular point of Pesach, and from there maybe to get a, a, more, a broader view of what's going on on the Yantif, at least uh, in a way that we can be makasha ourselves. So let's, let's begin like this. We know that one of the, uh, you know, in the Seder night, so there's many things that we eat, drink, the Iker and of Pesach, Matzah, Maror, Dalakaisis, the Haggadah itself, Karpas, Yachatz, all the different simanim. But there's one Indian of the Seder night that sort of is, uh, it goes by a little bit, very, you know, somewhat unnoticed. And, uh, but that's exactly what we're going to be focusing on tonight, to sort of target and, and hone in on this, this uh, forgotten element. I say forgotten, but a little bit lesser focused on element of the Seder night. But from there, to define what Pesach is a little bit. And that's the Haraisis, right? So we know that the mitzvah is to eat mar, right? So you say bracha, mar, and you dip it into charaisas as well. So let's investigate in halacha for a couple minutes the Indian of charaisas, and then again, like I said, from there we'll see the panemius of where that takes us regarding the yantif of Pesach b'chalal. So it's like this: it begins with a mishnah, okay? In Marmukah number one, it's a mishnah b'seches b'sachim kuf So the mishnah tells us that one of the basic reasons why we have charaisis, why we charaisis, as we know, is because mar is very, very sharp, and it can even be, um, you know, unhealthy, the sharpness. So the Mishnah says that you dip the mar into the charaisis to soften the blow of the charaisis. So the Mishnah says, she'en charaisis mitzvah. That's the first opinion of the Mishnah, which is that there's no mitzvah. It's not like charaisis is its own Indian. It's not an Indian by itself. It's just uh, to take off the difficulty, the, the strength of the mar a little bit. That's the first opinion. However, in the Mishnah tells us that that's true. Charesa certainly does help alleviate some of the heaviness of the mar, and that's certainly a component of it. But Elazar ben Tzadik says mitzvah. But however, it's, it is as mitzvah by itself. It does have its own kiyam. You don't make a bracha but there's a mitzvah to it. There's something there. By itself, it has its own aspect of the Seder. So that's what the Mishnah says, but Rabbi Lazar ben Tzadik in the Mishnah doesn't explain exactly what the Indian is. So in Maramaka number two, the Gemara and Psachim over there, also on Kuf and Aleph, asks the question, my mitzvah, so what's the Indian of Charesis then? So the Gemara gives two answers. Rabbi Levi Oimer, Rabbi Levi said, Zecher tapuach, besides Charesis being there to alleviate, to cut the sharpness of the Mar, it also by itself stands out as a Zecher to tapuach, which we translate as an apple, the apple tree. What does that mean? So, as Rashi Mepharshim explained, is that this is, well, the Pasuk tells us that Chazal, based on Psukim and Shir Shirim, tell us that we know that when Pare was making his decrees against the Jewish people, against the baby boys, so the Jewish women tried to give birth in, you know, in private ways, in ways that were not you know, sort of under the radar. Uh, there wouldn't be officially part of any census or anything like that. So Chazal say that the women would go out to the orchards and give birth under the tapuach tree. And so says Rebbe Levi, the Indian of Haraises, which contains within it fruits, is going to be a zecher to the fruit trees 
that the Jewish mothers would give birth under them. So it's a zecher to that Indian of the 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 Yifritz of Yitzis Mitzrayim. Zecher l'tabuach. Rabbi Yechonon Amar, Rabbi Yechonon says differently. Zecher l'tit that it's a remembrance, it's a memory of the tit of the of the brick and mortars that the Jewish people slaved in in Mitzrayim. Amr Abayah, so those are the two opinions. Abayah says, Hilkach, because these are the two sides of the mitzvah Chareses, Hilkach tzarech l'kehuyeh, v'tzarech l'semucheh. Therefore, in the Chareses, it has to be something like acidic, something like from a fruit, corresponding to the reason of Zeich l'tapuach. And it also has to be thick, corresponding to the reason of Zeich l'tit. That's what Abayah says. L'kehuyeh has to be sharp, it has to be uh, acidic, Zeich l'tapuach. The tzarech l'smuchin has to be thick, zeich l'tit. That's the, uh, that's the thing. By the way, the Mepharshim deal with this, that tapuach, uh, the, the, when Abaya says because of that reason of zeich l'tapuach, it has to be acidic, it's a little bit funny because an apple is not necessarily an acidic fruit. So Taisus and many Rishonim say that the word tapuach in Chazal doesn't mean an apple. It's not really the way tapuach that we think of. It's actually a citrus. An asterisk maybe, or just a citrusy fruit. That's really what tapuach is. So I would change like tapuach and bedvash is uh, more of like an orange and honey or something like that. But uh, and again, the way we ha- the, the word tapuach is an apple, but in Chazal it's not really an apple. Anyway, so that's the that's the gemara. Okay, so a couple of, a couple of points. First of all, if we're trying to ha- I, I, again, uh, one question I guess you can think of is what exactly do these two reasons have to do with each other? In other words, in the gemara, simply it's machlokes. Okay, so Reb Levi says. Chareses is zeich tapuach as a, a zeicher for the uh, puravu of the Jewish people, or hatzlacha in growing the houses of the Jewish people, the Beis Yisrael. And then you have Rabbi Yechanan, that's zeich l'tit. Okay, it's machlagis. But we know that in Pneumius, everything is, there's truth to all. So it's an ironic thing, it's a funny thing that the same object, the same thing of Chareses is going to be a zeicher to what? To the slavery of Zechel and at the same time also a Zecher to the, uh, the, the fruitfulness of the Jewish people, the development of Kla Yisrael. What do those two things have to do with each other exactly? That's number one. Number two, if we're trying to have something that's a Zecher to the development of the Jewish people, the, 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 the numbers of the Jewish people increasing and developing to the 600,000, why is it Zechel Tapuach? The, the, the tree that the Jewish mothers would give birth under. That's how we make the Zecher. When, I, when the Gemara says the word Zecher Lapuch, no one has any idea what that means until, until you look at Rashi. So it's not much of a, of a good, you know, Zikar in any way. So of all the things, why is that the way to be mazkir, to remind us of the uh, fruitfulness of the Jewish people? Okay, those are the questions. Okay, so let's investigate a little bit in Halacha, this Indian of eating Haraisis. So in Marmokah number three, there's a Rambam in Hilchas Chametz Okay, so we're going to see a little bit uh, what the sheet of the Rambam is in terms of Chareses, and then we'll see the Pneumius where it comes from. So the Rambam says like this: He's describing how you eat mar dipped in Chareses. So he says like this: Maschul Mavarach, you take the mar and you make a bracha bar priyadama. Okay, v'lokeach yerek, and you take the mar. Umetavol isa bechareses, you dip it into Chareses. Vaichel kezayis, and you eat a kezayis of of. Um, of the of the vegetable, v'chol masubini. My everyone that that. No, I'm sorry. This is not talking about mara. I apologize. This is talking about karpas. Okay, so my karpas. The sheet of the Rambam is that we have karpas. We dip it into salt water. The sheet of the Rambam is that you dip it into charesis too. 
So the Rambam says again, you make a bracha of bar piyadama on the karpas, you take the vegetable, you dip it into charoises, you eat a kezayis of it, again, our custom is davka, not a kezayis, but that's the Rambam, he, the balabas, eats the, the karpas, everyone eats the karpas, that's the Rambam. Okay, fine. It's a chiddish that you dip the karpas into charoises, but that's the sheet of the Rambam. But the, the question that the Mepharshim deal with is the order. The Rambam said that you make a bracha of bar priyadama, and then you dip it into charoises, and then you eat it. The question the Mepharshim asks is like this. We know the halacha is that whenever you make a bracha, you want to be able to eat as soon as possible. As soon as possible. So therefore, if the purpose of, of uh, if you have to eat charoises with the karpas, if you have to have, or, or let's say for us, we dip it in salt water, right? So, L'chaira, what would make most sense is dip it into charoises, according to the Rambam, then make a bracha and eat it right away. Why would the Rambam stipulate and tell Stavka, first make a bracha, and then only then, after the bracha, then dip it into charoises and then eat it? Why create that lack, that, that space of time, of, of, the, of the momentary dipping it into charoises? Why would you, Davka, do that after the bracha? Do it before the bracha. That's the question. The truth is, if you take a look at the tour. The tour, when he records the halachas of, let's say, karpas or mara, where you're dipping, the tour says, in fact, like that. First dip the karpas into the salt water or the charoises, according to Rambam, or dip the mara into the charoises, and then you make the bracha and eat it, because why, why would you make the interruption? So that's the question. Why would the Rambam hold like that? That's number one. He knows you make the bracha before. The Rambam says you make the bracha, and then you dip, and then dip. Why would you make, uh, why would you dip? It's, uh, why would you make the hefzik uh, unnecessarily? That's question number one. Question number two, if you take a look at Maramukka number four, the Rambam says like this, Bizman Hazet, it's interesting, in our, in our days, nowadays that She'en Sham carbon, that we don't have a carbon Pesach, so we know that by the times of the Besam English when there was a carbon Pesach, so as the Pasuk says, Al Matzis Umrayrim Yechlu, you would eat the carbon Pesach together with Matz and Mar. So the Seder was a little bit different than, than how we have it now. Now we have you know, Kadesh Yochatz, Karpas Yachas, there's Matzah, and then there's Mar, and so on. But by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, again, the, the procedure was different. You had one, one of the Simonim, you had, they had Karben Pesach with Matzah Mar altogether. But the Ramah says, Bezman Hazesh, Ancham Karben. Nowadays, there's no Karben Pesach. So, Achash Mavarach HaMaitzi Lechem, so when you make uh, the Bracha of HaMaitzi Lechem, Chayzim Mavarach Al-Achilas Matzah, you make the second Bracha of Al-Achilas Matzah, Umetabel Matzah Becharaisas Vaichel. The sheet of the Ramam is, is that matzah also gets dipped into charoises. And again, he says the same thing. First you make the bracha, then you dip the matzah into charoises, and then you eat it. The chayzim mavarach alachilas mar. Then you make a bracha on mar. Umetabal mar becharoises v'aychel, and you dip the mar into charoises, and you eat it. Which means that according to the Rambam, when we say in the, in the Manashtana, you know, that tonight, anumat bilim shteipam, we dip twice, karpas and mar, that's not, according to the Rambam, that's uh, only true uh, during the times of the Beis HaMikdash. But nowadays, where we have karpas, matzah, and mar as three different simonim, we in fact dip three times. You dip karpas into charoises according to the Rambam, you dip matzah into charoises according to the Rambam, and you dip mar into charoises according to the Rambam. So, and, the, and again, as you see, just as by karpas, the Rambam said, first make the brach and then dip, he said the same thing for matzah. First make the bracha and then dip it into the, into the charoises. And the same thing, make a bracha on mar and then dip it into charoises. So the first question the Mepharshim deal with is, as I mentioned, why would you, Davka, tell us to dip after you make the bracha? 
minimize the hefsek. Dip first, get everything ready. You know, you don't make a bracha and then start preparing it in the kitchen. You get it as, as soon as possible to be uh, eaten as soon as possible. So l'chayra, if you're going to dip the karpas and the matz and the mar, dip it first and then make the bracha. That's question number one. Question number two is this idea that the Rambam came up with of dipping the matzah into charoises. Like, where is this coming from? This idea, this we're now being introduced, that there are three dippings uh, Pesach night according to the Rambam. There's karpas, matzah, and mar. So where is this coming from? Okay. So the way, the way to deal with this is that really both of these questions answer each other. Let's, 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 let's focus on the, the second question first. Where is this idea coming from of dipping three times, karpas, matzah, and mar. And dafke bismanazeh, appreciate that, right? Because by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, where matzah and mar were not separated, you're not dipping three times. But this idea that nowadays, because we don't have a karm Pesach, now there's three opportunities to dip by karpas, matzah, and mar, and we dip three times. Why? So in Marmokka number five, this is from a Sefer Arkas Chaim. One of the Rishayim. So he says like this, V'yesh noistim tam acher. There are those that give a reason for this Indian of dipping. Now, he's not addressing particularly the sheet of the Rambam. He's talking about Bechlal, the Indian of dipping, Pesach night. But the Rambam, it's very, very strong. That some people give the following explanation. Al shem hazoyes she'osu achas al al The Pasuk tells us, we know in Parshish Bai, that as preparation for Makas Bechayres, to make sure that Jewish homes, the bias of Klai Yisrael, will be protected from Makas Bechayres. So we know that the brought the Karm Pesach, and the Pasuk says to take the blood of the Karm Pesach and to put it on the two doorposts of every Jewish home and on the, uh, what's it called on top? The lintel, yeah. To put it on the lintel, the mashkaif on top. That's the three things. Now, w- w- when we imagine it just as kids, okay, so you take the thing, you just smear it along the wall, but it's not like that. Chazal understood that this was part of the avayda of bringing the Karm Pesach. By every carbon, you have to take the blood and pour it on the Mizbeach. They didn't have a Mizbeach. So the Jewish home was being redefined as the Mizbeach. And therefore, just as by Karbanis, by many Karbanis, you take the blood and you put it on the corners, let's say, of the Mizbeach or different parts of the Mizbeach, the blood of the Karm Pesach had to be put on the doorpost and the lintel of the Jewish home. Now, the rule is when it comes to Karbanis, when you pour blood on the Mizbeach and when you're smearing it on the Mizbeach, every place that you smear it, you have to dip your finger, let's say, for example, that you're using to put on this bech, you have to re-dip it into the cup. So let's say I'm bringing a carbon chatas, and the blood has to be, has to be uh, smeared on every corner of the mezbech. I put, I, first I take my finger, I dip it into the cup, and I smear it on one corner. And then even if I have blood left over on my finger, I have to re-dip it and put it in the other corner. Says the Aruch Chaim, well, if the house, if the doorpost in the mashkaf are seen as a mezbech, then when the Jewish people had to pour the blood and smear the blood around their doorpost in three different locations, two doorposts and the mashkev, that requires three dippings. When they, put, when they, when they took the uh, grasses and so on, that they put on the first mezuzah, they dipped it into the cup of blood, put on that. The next doorpost, they had to dip again. Put on the mashkev, dip again. Three dippings. Says the Arches Chaim, the minig that the Ramam is recording of dipping three times, it's not, it's not just because eating charoises. The act of dipping is a zecher to the dipping the Jewish people did when they had to smear the blood on the two mezuzahs and the mashkav of their home. 
Therefore, that's what the, the, the therefore that's why there's a specific Indian, says the Rambam, now that we don't have the Karm Pesach and we have three different things that you're eating at three different set, stages. You have karpas, one simon, matzah, another simon, mother, another simon. Well, says the Rambam, well, now we have an opportunity not just to eat haraisis, but to make a zecher to the dipping that the Jewish people did when they smeared the blood on their doorposts. Therefore, this is why we're going to have haraisis by these three simanim, by karpas, matzah, and mar. First of all, there's an Indian of eating haraisis like we saw from the Gemara, but now there's going to be an Indian of davka dipping the, the, the object, the karpas, the matzah, and the mar into haraisis. So the dipping of, of these three things, of karpas, matzah, and mar, into the haraisis is going to be a zecher. So the karpas, the, the karpas, the itself is a zecher to tapuach, to the, 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 the fruitfulness of the Jewish people, as we saw, and to the tit, as we saw from the Gemara. But now dipping the, 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 the things into the haraisis is also going to be a zecher to the dipping the Jewish people did to smear the blood along their doorposts. Therefore, that's why the Rambam says, again, that's why we have three things that we dip, a zecher to these three dippings. And that's also why the dipping is not a hefsik between the brach and the eating, because the dipping is part of the mitzvah itself. In other words, if the reason why you're dipping it into haraisis is because you've got to get haraisis on the mar, okay, so, so do that before. That's called preparing the mar. But the answer is, no, 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 it's not just eating the haraisis. It's dipping the thing, the mar, into the haraisis, because the, dip, the act of dipping is part of the zecher of what haraisis is for. It's to remind us of that experience of dipping in order to smear the doorpost. So that's not one second. That's not a hefsik. That's part of the mitzvah itself. So that's what the Rambam says. Dafka, now that we have three opportunities to dip of karpas, matz, and mar, now the charesis can function not just as a zecher to tapuach and a zecher to, to tit, but the dipping into the charesis is a zecher to that dipping that they did to prepare the doorways with the blood of the karm pesach. And then the dipping itself is part of the mitzvah. It's not a hefsik. That's the mitzvah itself. No, because the, the a- is a different reason. The bracha is just because you need to eat it. No, but that's already no. That we know that the the, the mitzvahs of, of of the night are bound together with the mitzvah of sibritis and shrim and all the zichronis that we're doing. That's that's the 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 the, the, the act of dipping that you're doing to the karpas to the matzah the mar is itself part of the kiyah mitzvah. So the brachas that you're doing are not so just on the. Part of the that's part. The, you're making the, a bracha on the, the mitzvah of eating karpas. Right, right. That's part of the mitzvah itself. It's part of the mitzvah itself. Okay. Now. Let's understand this, though, because now we're now being introduced, based on the Rambam, to like this, what seems to be like a third element of, of charesis. Until now we had, okay, the, the charesis itself is a zecher to, until now, two things that seemingly are disconnected from each other. You have zecher tit and zecher tapuach. And now we're being introduced, well, no, you should also know that the charesis, the act of dipping, using the charesis, we also use the charesis as a zecher to preparing the doorposts of the Jewish people and the mashka for the Jewish people to uh, protect the Jewish home by makas b'charis. <clears throat> the truth is that this is not, these, these things are, are, are very much bound to each other. And let's appreciate the fact that, that this inyan of charesis and its, el- and its aspect of being there as a zecher to what happened by the doorpost is, is dafka being brought out when we don't have the carbon Pesach. Right? Nowadays, that there's no carbon Pesach during Gaulus, now we have three things that we're eating separately, karpas, matzah, and mar. So now we have the opportunity to make the zecher to the doorpost of the Jewish people. 
if you take a look at Maramukha number six to bring this together a little bit, so it's from the Arizal and Shar Kavanas, okay? The, the Arizal tells us, he's talking about the secret, the Kavanas of Haraisas, and the Arizal says like this, Milas Haraisas. The word Haraisas, who Hebrew is a combination of two words, Rus, Sach. Right, those are the, the, the two uh, words that would be the combination coming together is the word haroises, rus, sach. What's the, what's the significance of that? So I'll just share with you the words of the, of the Rizal, then we'll, then we'll try to explain. The Rizal says the secret of haroises is shem sholish shemus, it's a little bit misprint, shem sholish shemus, eke havaya eke. The Rizal says that the Indian of haroises, we know that when it comes to, to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, there, there were a number of Shemus HaKadoshim that the Rabbana Shalom revealed that were going to be necessary in terms of the process of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, right? We know that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Rabbana Shalom, what name are you using? What name, you know, when I tell them that the, the God of their forefathers is going to take them out, what na- what's his name? So Hashem says, Eke Asher Eke. Eke Asher Eke. And then the Pasuk then goes on to say, Koi Amar Havaya, so says Hashem, Eke Shulchani Elish. So the Rizal understands that what we're seeing in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is a combination of these two Shemus HaKadoshim, of Eke Asher Eke, two Ekes, and Koyam Havaya and Yudke Vavke. The gematria of Eke, Havaya Eke, those three divine names, altogether equals numerically 68, okay? And that's the secret of Charesis. The secret of Charesis is to infuse in Rus, the 68, the numerical value of Eke Havai Eke. That's the secret of Chorosis. Okay, now let's begin to unravel this. What is the Indian of Rus? Like Rus, that's all, you know, <laughs> what is Rus doing Pesach night over here? So Shavuos already, we have Rus, but what's Pesach night? So Maramukha number seven, the Pesach says regarding uh, Rus, that at the, whole, the end of Megillus Rus, when Rus was eventually, you know, Zeichet to marry Boyaz, and Boyaz was Zeichet to marry her, and they're building a, a house together. So it says like this, the bracha that the Chachamim, that the Zekanim gave Rus and Boyaz was, Yitain Hashem Seisha Habal Beisacha, that Hashem should bless this woman that's coming into your house, Karachal Ukuleya, Asher Banu Shtehem Es Beis Yisrael. What we're seeing with, with Rus is that there's an Indian, Rus is connected with the binion of the bias of Kal Yisrael. That's the bracha that was given to Rus, that she should be like Rachel and Leah. We'll see Rachel and Leah in a moment. That Rus is given a bracha that she should be like Rachel and Leah. That what? In terms of, their, of her ability to build base Yisrael, to build the Jewish home. So let's, let's bring this together. Haraises begins with. With, as the Gemara says, one aspect of Chareises is that it's Zechel Tapuach. A Zechel, a remembrance of what? Of the fruitfulness, of the, the fact that Jewish people had many, many children. Let's understand. In a deeper context, the children, the, 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 the fruitfulness of the Jewish people in terms of Pruravu should be seen in this terms of Chareises as the building of base Yisrael. This is the Nekudah Pnimis of what Chareises is. The Nekudah Pnimis of what's happened by Chareises is that it's connected with this Indian of building base Yisrael. Base Yisrael. That's why Chareises is related to Rus, has the name Rus in it, because Rus was given the bracha and she's connected to what? Asher Banu Shteim as base Yisrael. This is why Chareises is related to what? Tezech Tapuach for the Jewish people having children and multiplying and so on, which is a development of base Yisrael. 
And this is why charesis, the dipping three times into charesis, as, as the Ramam said, is a zeicher to the blood being smeared on the doorposts and the lintel of the Jewish homes, protecting the Jewish homes. More than that, establishing the Beis Yisrael as a Mizbeach. And so that's the, what's going on over here, is that Beis Yisrael is being developed by the charesis. And what's interesting is, is that the original Beis Yisrael, the house of Yaakov Avinu with Rachel and Leah, how, how, where did that develop? So all, most of the Shvatim, except for Binyamin, the vast majority of the Shvatim were born where? Outside of Eretz Yisrael, in Golas. Similarly to what Haraisis is. So Haraisis is, is, is reminding us that at the same time, the building of Beis Yisrael, Zechla Tapuach, and the dipping of the Haraisis, Zecher to the house of the Jewish people being established as Mizbeach and protecting them from Makas Becharis. And at the same time, it's Zechla Tit. Why? Because when does the Binyan of Beis Yisrael take place? Davke in Golis. And this is why, as I mentioned, the Indian of Charais is being able to be seen as a remez to the Kedusha of Beis Yisrael in terms of the, of the house being turned into the Mizbeach through the blood of the Mezuzahs and the Mashkev, as the Ramam said, is only possible now that we don't have a Karim Pesach. When you're in Golis and you don't have a Karim Pesach and Matzah and Mar are not eaten together, and so now they're divided in separate Simonim, so now you have Karpas, Matzah and Mar, three different acts of eating. Oh, so now you could have the karpas, the, the, the charesis being a zecher to the tefillah, to the dipping of the blood around the mashkaf and the mezuzahs. That's, and which is a zecher to what? To the kedusha of Bais Yisrael, the binyan of Bais Yisrael. And that's only possible, dafka what? Dafka ingals. If you have the karm Pesach, right? Then what? Then matzimar is all in together. You don't have three things. You don't have three acts of dipping. And so the whole Indian of Charais, so now this, this is what we're seeing over here, is that Charais, again, we, have, we haven't yet defined what this is, but the, Indian, the secret of Charais is, is telling us something about Pesach. What it's telling us about Pesach is that Pesach, besides being a time where we left Mitzrayim and Geula and uh, unbelievable miracles, v'chulu v'chulu, leading us to Har Sinai, there's something else going on by Pesach, which is the building of what's called Beis Yisrael. And this is how this is how Golis Mitzrayim begins. And when the 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 house of Klal Yisrael, which was being held together by Yosef and the Shvat in that generation, when that generation dies, so Golis begins, right? And then when the Gula begins with Meishar Beinu, so the pasuk in the beginning of Parshas Ve'era has to be miyaches, has to give us the yichas of Meishu Rabbeinu to show us where he fits in Beis Yisrael, and that's how the gula will come. This inyan of Charoises is bringing out this nakuda that an aspect of Gulas Mitzrayim is what? Is the establishment of what's called Beis Yisrael. And that's what the Charoises is. And the Beis Yisrael is something that Davka develops and, and Davka sticks out. Davka in Golis. Where did the Jewish people, when did we, when were we given the ability to what? to develop 600,000 to build the, the, the nation of the Jewish people, the collective home of the Jewish people on a national stage. It was in Golis Mitzrayim. So Zeich Davka in Golis, although, again, although the Geula comes when it becomes clear that, that the Jewish people are one big happy family, but that big happy family, we might only notice it you know, uh, when the gula begins to unfold. But when we look back, the happy family has been developed, Davki and Golas, right? Because before Golas, the Jewish people were not multiplying like crazy. It wasn't happening like that. So the Jewish people multiply like uh, Mamish, a uh, miraculous way, Davka in the oimek, in the depth of Golas. And the gula is what? Is our realizing, wow, we have a bias now. We have a, bi- we have a base Yisrael now. 
This isn't just individual people. There's Mamish, a collective uh, nation. There's a collective house of the Jewish people. So, again, we'll, we're going to explain what this means in a moment. But this is the Nakud of what's going on here. The Pesach is a Yantif, which is a time that Beis Yisrael was solidified and sanctified. And that's what Choresis is about. You follow this? So that's what Choresis is. Choresis is, again, Zechot Tapuach, which is the development of Beis Yisrael. It is a Zecher to the house of the Jewish people being sanctified as like a Mizbeach and being protected by Makas Bukharis, that's Beis Yisrael. And all of this takes place when, Davka takes place, Zech Letit, Davka in Golis, that's when Beis Yisrael develops. And that's when Davka in Golis, we don't have the Karim Pesach, that's when we now have the opportunity of making a clear Zikarin for the Hazoyas, for the dipping that took place to establish Beis Yisrael as a Makam Kaddish. That's what's going on. Is that Rizal? No, he's not, he doesn't reference the Rambam. I'm saying, but that's where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. And, and why, why of all people is it Rus? Okay, so we'll see. So the truth is, I mean, Rus obviously is famous. Yeah, no, the, obviously, when we think of Rus, our immediate thing is we go to Malchus based David, which is also we call Malchus based David. Now, by the way, if you think about it, this is a major theme of the, the building of base Yisrael is something that's very much connected. Once you notice it, it's, 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 once you think about it, it's very much there. The Pasuk Marshall says that, uh, you know, uh, Shifra and Pua, right? Uh, Miriam and Yechavet. So Shifra and Pua, the Pasuk says that they were told to uh, kill the boys and so on. But Tirene Amiyadis Esrolikim, they feared the Rabbanishon, they didn't listen to Parviyas Lahem Batim. And the Rabbanishon pays them back, rewards them with homes, with Batim, with base Yisrael. As Rashi says, base Kuhuna and base Malchus come from them. And so this Indian of the Miyaldas being, being a, a major component in terms of, of it, it's one of the only things that, that the Pasuk goes out of its way to talk about in terms of Gauls Mitzrayim. We, the, it talks about it on a very broad scale, the difficulties and the slavery and so on. But of all the particular stories, the stories about Moshe Rabbeinu, we understand he's the major player in terms of the Gula. But this is a little bit of a side story over here, that the Mialdes did not kill the baby boys and so on. And so, obviously, it's related to, to the general story. But th- th- this sticks out in terms of the Yaslam Batim. That's a major component. That's what Golis Mitzrayim is. Since that's the whole Indian of the Shem Mitzrayim, so Rus is the... What is the Indian of Shem Mitzrayim? Because that's what we're doing on Pesach by now, because we're busy... Thank yeah. you, Hashem, because he took us out. Right, right. Okay, that's more, yeah, by Chris Yamsov, yeah. Okay, so we'll see, maybe we'll, we'll see if that connects. Okay, so let, let, but now let's understand, what, what does this mean, Beis Yisrael? That's the question, what does it mean, Beis Yisrael? Now, to unravel that, we have to focus in more on Rus. Because Rus, as Chareisus indicates, the word Rus is not just Tam, a lady, as, as the Pasuk says in, at the end of Megillus Rus, in Marmokah number 7, that this woman that you gave a bracha to Boaz, that this woman that's coming into your home, what's clear from the Pasuk is that this Inyan of Beis Yisrael, the development of Beis Yisrael, which is Rus's Inyan, and that's what Haraisis is about, the, the way Beis Yisrael is developed is Davka when there's a Yichud, when there's a union between Rachel and Leah. Asher Banu Shteim as Beis Yisrael. Only Beis Yisrael can be developed when it's through both Rachel and Leah. And by the way, this is a major also component in the Kavanas of Seder night. I'm not going to go through 
exactly where and how. But part of the Kavanah's Seder night is to unite Rachel and Leah. Certain, certain Shemus regulation which are more related to Leah, certain Shemus regulation which are more related to Rachel, part of the Seder night is to integrate them and not to separate Rachel and Leah. Because that's a major aspect of Pesach night, which is about developing what's called Beis Yisrael, which is only possible when there's a Yichud of Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah both have to be united in order for Beis Yisrael to be developed. And this is the secret of Choroisis. So the secret of Choroisis is what? Is the building of Beis Yisrael. This is not, and, and, and Rus, let's go back, this is why Rus is being hinted to in Choroisis. Not just because it happens to be, there's a Pasuk regarding Rus, which talks about building Beis Yisrael. Rus the neshama of Rus is the neshama that unites Rachel and Leah. That's why Rus was given the bracha of what? Of building Beis Yisrael. Therefore, she's the forebear of Malchus based David, the kingdom of the Jewish people that unites all of the Jewish people under one Malchus. David Amelch's job is not just to be a king over Yehuda or over uh, Yosef. Yavimelch's job is to be the king over all of Kla Yisrael, both Rachel and Leah. And Rus, who's the, four, the great-grandmother of David Amelch, her inyan is what? Is to, is to allow the Jewish people to have a full development bias, and basis Yisrael means Ruach and Leah together. So therefore, to really unravel this, and to understand what basis Yisrael is, and why is this so important when it comes to Pesach, so we have to, we have to then investigate what does Ruach and Leah mean, and what does it mean to bring them together. Okay, so there's many different ways we could go about this, but tonight we'll go in this particular way. In the Sermon Kodesh, we find that Rachel and Leah, the Zara Kodesh uses these terms. I'm sure you're all familiar with this as well. Leah is called, Leah, Leah was not just a person. She's a Bechina. There's a, Leah is a, is, a, is a reality in the world, in every Jew. Leah Imenu is called Alma Diskasi, the hidden world. And Rachel Imenu is called Alma Desgalia, the revealed world. There's many Ramos in this, many uh, hints to this, you know. Uh, Leia Menu Yaakovinu did not see right away her inner beauty. She's the hidden world. Rachel Menu was more obvious. Her beauty was more on the outside. She's the revealed world. Alma Diskasia versus Alma Disgalia. Now these two realities, these two aspects of creation, what's called the hidden world and the revealed world, in our context for tonight, there are two worlds that we also, that are more familiar to us, the terminology, but it's also related to this. Oilam Haba and Oilam Hazeh. Right? Olam Haba, that's called the hidden world. That's called Alma Diskasia. What's Olam Haba? Okay, after a person passes away, it's Olam Haba. After Mashiach, whatever, it's, it's not so much the point of when the official time of Olam Haba begins. But Olam Haba is, whenever you, whenever you want to say Olam Haba begins, it's definitely not now. It's either after a person passes away, after Mashiach, whatever it is. It's Olam Haba, it's the world to come. The world that we don't see, the world that, uh, that has yet to come. And then you have Olamaza. Olamaza means the world that you can see. Zeh always is a word that you use when you could point to something with your finger and say, Zeh, thus is this. Olamaza would be Rachel, and Olamaba would be Leah, right? Leah is the hidden world, that's Olamaba. Rachel is the revealed world, the beautiful one, that's Olamaza. So we have these two worlds. You have Olamaba, you have Olamaza, and as we know, the Rabbanu Shalom put us in Olamaza. And very often we get caught up in Olam Hazeh. But on the other hand, we also know that our Ikra Avayit is what? Is to do things in Olam Hazeh in order to be Zaychat Olam Haba. This, that way of thinking, though, is separating between Rachel and Leah. So we have Rachel and Leah, you have Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. And the Avayit of Pesach night, through, as it's revealed in the secret of Haraisis, is what? 
is to be makasha ourselves to the Kedusha of Rus, which means to unite Rachel and Leah. And when Rachel and Leah united, that's what it means to build Beis Yisrael. And that's what Yitzhiz Mitzrayim was really about, is about the building of Beis Yisrael. Now that you have Beis Yisrael, you could have a Harsinai, you could have a Mishkan, but Beis Yisrael needs to be developed. And to build Beis Yisrael, you need the secret of Rus, you need to unite Rachel and Leah together. So what does it mean to unite Olam Haba and Olam Hazak? What does that mean? And, and appreciate this, and again realize, and this is Davke capable of happening, possible to happen, Davke in Golas, primarily in Golas. Again, remember, just as the base Yisrael, just as the Jewish people were developed, and that's what Zechel Tapuch is about, and that's what the dipping of the Chorosis is about, but it all happened Davke during the Golas Mitzrayim, that's when you had the development of base Yisrael on a national level, and that's why Chorosis is also Zechel and so, so too, without, in our context, the ability to unite Rochel and Leah, which is what Charesis is about, which is what, the, what Pesach is really a celebration of, that development, that ability to unite Rochel and Leah, is Davka happening in Golas. And the Geula is our realizing, well, look at what we just did, you know? So what does that mean exactly? Okay, so take a look at Marmokka number 8. There's a term from Rapsodik in Sefer Rasisi Laila, page 11. It's Gavaldi Gitaira. So he says like this, you know, there's a famous Gemara. The Gemara says that, that tefillah, davening, is a dover is something that stands in the highest place of the world. People don't take davening as seriously as they should. It's something that stands at the pinnacle of the universe. So something says like this. And let's understand, tefillah, as Eric Kagan pointed out, Rus is the, is, the, is the uniting force behind Rachel and Leah. Rus is the great-grandmother of David HaMelech. David HaMelech is known for davening and shares with Zishpachas. So, again, all these puzzle pieces putting, put together over here, the building of Beis Yisrael, which is what Charesis is, which comes through the Kayach of uniting Rachel and Leah, is somehow going to be seen, Davka, through the power of Tefillah, which is in David HaMelech. So this is, this is going to be, the Dovr Melch is able to unite Rochel and Leah as the great-grandson of Rus. Somehow, this ability to unite Rochel and Leah to build Beis Yisrael, which Davke is something that is, 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 is capable of happening primarily, Davke in Golis, and through the slavery of Mitzrayim, that's Davke, something that's to be connected to Tefillah. So something says like this, why is that people, what does it mean exactly that people are mezalzal in tefillah? We don't take davening seriously. Why? Because people think that kol ikr tefillah, that what's tefillah about? It means to daven for things that you need of this world. That's what it means. Because that, that, uh, you go through the nusach of davening. Most of the things that we're davening for are things that you need in this world. Some things are very, very important, and some things are maybe less important, but uh, whatever you need, that's what you're davening for. What, the, what davening is, is about are not things that are on the pinnacle of the universe. Primarily what davening is about are things of this world. Avol Bemes, but says well, that's the mistake that Gemara is pointing out. The mistake that people make is what? Is to think that what you're davening for is just simply oilam haza and yonim, small things. Avul bemis, but the truth is, kol in yoni oilam haza, heim Hashem But the truth is, everything of this world and everything you need in this world, whether maybe it's taka mishagas that you need it. The guy, the guy, he's davening, 
you know, kids daven for silly things sometimes, right? The kid's going to daven that uh, they should have a toy, or the older kid is davening, they should do well on a test, whatever it is. And as an adult, we're thinking, that's very cute, right? And we're thinking, yeah, he's just a, you know, just a kid. So he's davening for, 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 for small things. And I'm sure Hashem is like laughing and smiling and, and winking all of that. And Hashem's reaction is also, it's very cute. That's a mistake. It's not cute. The Rabbanah Shalom is taking those tools very seriously. Why? Because if that's if if it exists, if it's a tzayrich that you have, then that's the most important thing in Rabbanu Shalom's world. Everything comes from from Hashem. To belittle something that you need in this world is almost a little bit kfira, because what you're saying is is that okay, God, He, of course, God, whatever God God uh, uh, is willing to get Himself involved in is chashev. God's chashev. He's only going to be metapol. He's only going to uh, invest, you know, energy, so to speak, in things that are chashev. By me saying that this thing is not chashev, that's basically saying God's not involved in it. Everything that you daven for, you're automatically acknowledging its importance. And when you say, and when I say its importance, I don't mean its importance to you. Its importance to the universe, to the Rabbanu Shalom himself. Otherwise, what does it mean you're davening for it? If you're davening, it means that you're acknowledging the Rabbanu Shalom should invest his time, Kiviachal, and his energy into this Zach. And that means that you're accepting and you're acknowledging its, it's, it's importance. In other words, what you're saying is, is that there is no difference between Olam Hazah and Olam Haba. Everything that you see in Olam Hazah is Ruchniyaz. Everything you see in Olam Hazah is significant, has roots in, this, in the higher world. Whenever you're davening for something, it's not a clean Zach, there is nothing small. If you saw something that, if, I, you know, if you were to be shown that, uh, that this uh, piece of gum, right? I don't have a piece of gum, if you could imagine. <laughs> a piece of gum. That the, the, this piece of gum exists and it has a root in Atsilus. In, in the highest universe of spiritual reality, the Atsilus. And the Shemesak Toishim that are the divine root of this piece of gum. Then all of a sudden, this piece of gum is a chashav zach. Ad kedekach, that the older, the earlier generations of humanity would serve the piece of gum as a vaydazor. So we think of that as narishkai. What type of baloney is that? You bow down to a tree, the tree is the creator of the universe. What does that mean? Like, bachal is ridiculous. Why, would in the, why in the world would a person ever bow down to a, to a chair that you made? How could you think that a chair is the bari oilam? The answer is they weren't, they weren't fools. They weren't fools. The answer is they understood that everything that exists in this world has roots in the higher world. And so when they were serving wood and they're serving stone, they're not serving the wood and stone as wood and stone down here. They're trying to be makash themselves, to connect themselves to the spiritual energy that's being invested in the wood and stone. Now that's called Avadizar because as Yidin, the one that we have to serve in order to connect to that energy is the source of all that kaychas, which is the Rabbanu Shalom himself. Not to fall, not to make the mistake of, of uh, connecting ourselves to the, you know, somewhere in the middle, you know, the, the, the middle men down the road, you know, in the middle of that chain. We connect all the way to the root of all roots. We speak to Rabbanu Shalom himself. But everything of this world has its roots in the higher world, which means it's not a Dover Kod, it's not a small Zah. So in other words, says Ratzavik, feel itself... Is, is, is the greatest expression of what? There is no difference between Olam Haz and Olam Haba. Listen, listen how Ritzavik says it. He says, Be'emes, the second line, Be'emes, kol Olam Haza, everything of this world, Hey, Hashem is barch. It's coming from Hashem. Olam Haza, Olam Haba, Ein, Bezin, Yonim, Nefrodim. And this world and the next world are not two separate entities. 
The Shneim Nikra Oilam. You think about it, they're both called the world, Oilam Hazeh, this world, Oilam Hava, the next world. Says Ratzadik, Shem Oilam, when you say the word Oilam, Ratzalemir Kol Boirim, Kol Bruim, Vinyani Oilam, Nikhlo Bazeh. The word Oilam is all inclusive. Oilam means everything, Oilam means the entire creation. So, how could there be Oilam Hazeh and another Oilam Haba? The word Oilam means everything. The answer is Oilam Hazeh and Oilam Haba don't mean two separate universes. All there is is one creation. All there is is one universe. But that one universe is experienced in two separate, two separate ways. You could experience the universe as Zeh, or you could experience the universe as Olam Haba. But in truth, that's only your perspective. It's because we're, we're, we have a psychosis. We're mentally unhealthy. And we experience things just as Dvarm Gashmir. But that, that's our problem. It's not the truth. And whenever you daven, davening is, being, is, is, is trying to cure you from that mental illness of being able to remember the fact that everything of this world is something bigger than what your eyes see. This is where it is. This is what it means, Beis Yisrael, the house of the Jewish people. What's a house? A house is where everything is, it goes to ultimately reside. When you're traveling, it means you're not home. When you're home, it means that's where you're supposed to be. Building Beis Yisrael means establishing this world, defining the, the, the place of Menucha, the place where everything has its final destination. And where is that? Not some other universe of Olam Haba. And it's not just purely the Gashmis of Olam Haza. It's the same thing. The development of Beis Yisrael is itself the union of Rachel and Leia. To, to, when you have a, you know, everything of this world, as, as to the extent that we could see it and define it as what? As just a reflection of its spiritual root. Then that's what's establishing it as existing. That's what establishes it as its place of resting. You're giving it a bias, you understand? Giving advice because as soon as you as you look at things simply as in a physical sense that it's just a piece of gum, then it doesn't have a bias, because then already you're saying that it's just transient. You're saying that it's on the road towards its ikker place of menucha, which is olam haba. And, and when is that going to be? Who knows? The journey is going to take who knows how long to get to that 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 uh, place that doesn't exist as its own entity. The, 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 to, to give something a bias, to give something a, re, a place of resting and say, oh, it's at home, that comes with recognizing that this is, that the Olam Haba and Olam Haba is the same thing. By, by defining Olam Haza and Olam Haba as the same thing, then th- that itself is building a bias for reality. Then finally reality is able to reside and say, oh, finally I exist, I can be here. Instead of constantly thinking that, no, I don't really, I'm not really supposed to be here. I'm waiting for this future that, I've, that I don't see, that I'll never see. And you can keep on waiting forever and ever till this universe of Olam Haba. It's, it's right now. That's what Olam Haza is. Olam Haba and Olam Haza are the same thing. And as soon as we could begin to realize that, that everything of this world has a spiritual root, and that's what's enlivening it right now, then you're not chasing ghosts. Then, then you actually are giving something its existence. This is the greatness of the Jewish people. This is the celebration of Pesach. The celebration of Pesach is the realization. It, it's, it, in order to, let's put it this way, in order to receive the Torah on Har Sinai, what's the Torah about? The Torah is about giving you mitzvahs maizis, about giving you physical mitzvahs to do. If the purpose of, of, of life is to connect 
is to escape Olam Hazeh and to find and to get into this other alternate universe, this, this unknown, mysterious, ethereal, untouchable, uh, that no one's ever seen, called Olam Haba, then you know what? Then I don't understand how physical tefillin get you there. And how in the world can physical Shabbos candles get you to a place that's intangible? The answer is, you, that's not what Torah mitzvahs are about. Torah mitzvahs are not about ways of leaving Olam Haza and finding this mysterious, ethereal reality that's called Olam Haba. If, if, if it's not Olam, it doesn't, Olam Haba, disconnected from it doesn't exist. The Rebbe created one universe, and one universe alone, and that's the universe we live in. But this universe is not superficial as our eyes see it. Olam Hazeh is a description of the only universe that exists as you see it with superficial eyes. Olam Haba is the only universe that exists when you see it with more spiritual eyes. But, it, but all there is is this universe. And therefore, when the, the Baruch Hashem gave us Mitzvah Maisias, Mitzvah Maisias are the tools that exist within this universe to allow us, uh, allow us access to the deeper elements of this universe and to allow ourselves to experience reality as it truly is. And the hachana to this, to prepare the Jewish people, what? To stand by our sinai and to receive those instruments and those mitzvahs ma'isias, what happened by Pesach is the development of Beis Yisrael, the unification of Rochel and Leah, the Jewish soul being reoriented in such a way where it's able to see this world as the bias, as the place of menucha. How could this world be the place of Menucha if everything, if this world is, is, is simply a, a doorway, a, 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 a prosdor, a hallway, to get to some other place? Then this world is not a bias. Then the Jewish people can't be called a nation that, that's called Beis Yisrael. To say that we are Beis Yisrael right now means that this place is the, is the base of Menucha. This is the place of, of restfulness. This is where it all is. What does that mean? So it means uh, it's just table and chairs. It's just, no, that... It's about seeing this reality as it truly is, which is an Olam Habadik reality right now. That's what's called uniting Rachel and Leah. That's the Avayda Pesach night. And this specifically takes place through tefillah. Because since davening requires a person to speak to the Rabban Shalom, you're speaking to the Infinite One Himself about everything that you need of this world, that means that you're already reorienting yourself, whether you, you know, you're cognizant of it or not, you're defining, you're, you're establishing that what you're speaking about, which are mamish klein azachim, small things, but you're speaking to the Rabban Shalom about these small things, which means they're not small anymore. So it says something like this, What's the difference between Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba? Zeh Nikra Hazeh, Olam Hazeh is called Olam Hazeh, Perish Haniglai, that's called the, the same universe, looking at it superficially, we call that Olam Hazeh. The Zeh Nikra Haba, but the same universe, seeing it from more premistic perspective, for what it truly is, that's called Olam Haba, Perish Hanela. Therefore, everything that a person needs of this world, things that obviously the Rabbanu Shalom created and you're asking him to create for you, that are needed for the person, they don't exist on the bottom of the world, they exist on the, the, the pinnacle of the oilam. And that's what comes through tefillah. When we recognize that everything we need is from the Rabbanu Shalom. And if the Rabbanu Shalom doesn't give it to me, then I don't have it. So that means that the bubble gum that I'm davening for is mamish, uh, a real mitzias. And it has a place of menucha. It has a bias to reside in. It's not just a transient piece of matter that it's on its way to nothingness. 
It exists. It's real. It's real. That's what Yitzhi Mitzrayim is about. It's about giving birth. It's about development, developing base Yisrael, which is Mitzias, real reality. Real reality. This is why Chazal say, you know, there's Machlekes in the Gemara where the world was created in Nisan or Tishrei, right? So, you know, El Veil Der Chaim on some level, Tysus talks about it, on some level the world was created both in Nisan and Tishrei. So listen, I understand. Tishrei, we, everything we're doing around Tishrei is oriented towards the fact that the world was created. So there's Rosh Hashanah, the Din, and Yom Kippur, and so on. It's, it's all oriented towards that Indian of Bria Salaam. So what are we doing Nisan to correlate this idea of the world being created? The answer is this is what it means the world was created. The creation of the world in Tishrei still allows room for, their, for this mistake of there being a divide between Olam Haz and Olam Haba. But the creation that takes place in Nisan is a creation that solidifies that everything is the same dimension. It's, it's all the same Olam. It's just different ways of seeing it, different ways of relating to it. Do you relate to it superficially? That's called Olam Hazah. Do you relate to the piece of gum in a deeper perspective? That's called Olam Haba. And so the whole Indian of Pesach night, which is the redemption of the Jewish people, leaving Mitzrayim and establishing, as, we, as, we, as we've been saying, emerging out of Mitzrayim as a fully developed base Yisrael, that itself is what it means to, to establish the Rabbanu Shalom as the creator. The creator of what? The creator of, an, of, of a reality that exists, as opposed to thinking that there's Olam Hazah and Olam Haba separately. When you think of Olam Hazah and Olam Haba separately, then nothing really exists. Olam Haza is on its way out. And Olam Haba is this universe that no one's ever seen and no one knows about. So, that, so, so what is there already? It's nothing. But now that you have Nisan, which says, no, 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 it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. Roch and Leir are united. It's one Indian. So now you have a real Mitzis. Now you have a real Mitzis. And this is what, again, this, this is the secret of Chorizis. This is why the divine names that are used to enliven Rus, to give Chiyas into Rus, are the names Eke, Havaya, Eke. By the way, the gematria of the name of those three names, Eka, Vayeka, 68, which is the gematria, that's the Sach Rus, that's Chareises. So the gematria of 68 is also, is also the word Chaim, right? Chaim is also 68. So Chaim, those divine names are, are involved in this secret of giving reality actual life, that it really exists. Why? Eka means I will be. That's Elam Haba. Havaya means the one that is. That's Olam Hazah. Eke Havaya Eke, the full integration of those divine names of Eke and Havaya, means that what is going to be already exists. Instead of Olam Haba being a place that, that is yet to come, it's right now. It's just a matter of, of perspective. This is what it means that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is taking place with these divine names. Because the secret of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is what? Is the building of Beis Yisrael. And this davka comes out during Golis. Take a look at the end of, of Rav Tzavik, just to finish off this piece. So he says like this, uh, second to last line. Hagolius Vahayisurin Hurak Alzeh. And this is the Iker purpose of Golas. What's the Iker purpose of Golas? What, what happens during Golas? What happens during Golas is, Rachman everything we need is taken from us. And we have no choice but to ask Hashem for everything. Why would the Rabbanu Shalom do that? Because the, the, the Iker, because that's exactly what the Rabbanu Shalom wants of us during Golas, is to daven for everything. We have no choice but to daven for everything. You have to daven for your life. You have to daven for your parnasa. If Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, Rabbi Hashem, you need to daven for parnasa. It's forever. Just like by Shlomo Melch's time, everyone had, everyone was super wealthy. You know. But davken now that it's not like that. You have to daven for that stuff. 
You have daven for refuas. You have daven for shaduchim. You have daven for children. You have daven for, for, for your kidneys. Why? So we always think of that. That's a terrible, that's a terrible side effect of gals because everything is broken in a million pieces. So we have to ask Hashem for everything. That's the biggest blessing of gals because by forcing us to daven for every single nakuda of our lives, as if our lives depend on it, which it does, then that's establishing that every single piece of our lives is mamish a beginning. That's what's giving our lives actual depth and actual mitzvahs. The geula, the redemption, which is the gulas mitzrayim, which is the revelation that, that the Jewish people exist, and this world is a bias, this world actually exists, was something that was being cultivated and developed in Golas, where we had to daven for every single piece of existence. It's davka zechletit, again, understand, it's davka, the charesis itself, which is a simon of what? Of, of a zecher to the kedushas habayas, the reality of the Jewish people and the world around us as being an actual place of existence where things are real, where it's not just waiting for some, uh, you know, never, you know, for this carrot that's never going to come, this new universe of... It, it, it's giving its existence. That's also zechletit. That it happened and it develops dafke in Golas when you're forced to daven for every nook and cranny, for every little crumb, and then every little crumb is being redefined as a big experience. That's what's going on. <clears throat> this is, by the way, this is again going back. The the name ek havai ek is that Indian of what will be is already now. Mm-hmm. This is also why we mentioned in the beginning. Why is it that charoses is going to be zechletapuach? Why Dafka, in order to remind us of this Indian of the Jewish people developing this bias, this basis role, it's Dafka with the tapuach, or the apple, the citrus, whatever it is. So the Gemara in Shabbos, take a look at Marmokka number nine. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Pechesmet Aleph, Omar Rabchama Barchanina. Rabchama Barchanina said, What does it mean when the Pasik says in Shir Shir Ki Tapuach Hayar, that the Jewish people are compared to the tapuach? In what way are we compared to the tapuach? Says the Gemara, because all fruits, what usually happens is, is that first there's, there's a, a blossom, first there's the flower, the flower comes, the blossom comes, it falls off, and then the fruit develops, but not the tapuach. And this is, by the way, uh, you know, that's why it's probably not the apple, because the tapuach, you know, this is more of, a, more of an esrog or, cit- or a citrus. That what happens by the tapuach is that what? Is that the fruit actually begins to develop before the blossom is fully developed as well. So what usually comes later comes actually earlier by the tapuach. Af Yisrael, hekdimu nasa nishma. So to the Jewish people said nasa before nishma, even though the normal thing is what? Nishma, I'll hear and then I'll do. No, we're going to do before we even hear. How's that possible? The secret of the tapuach is what? Is havaya eke. Is that what will be is already now. And that's what's allowing us to stand by our sinah, to say nasa v'nishma, is the experience of Yitzhiya Svitzarim, which is a what? That there's no difference between Rachel and Leah. That what's going to be, which is Olam Haba, is already now. So davka, the, 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 the way to remind ourselves of what? Of Binyan, Beis Yisrael, the Kedusha Zabayis, which is Charaisis, is davka zechla tapuach. It takes us to the tapuach tree, because the tapuach tree also connects us to this idea of nasa v'nishma, of what's going to be in the future, has already started from the beginning. It already is in the beginning. The future is already now. There's no chilik between now and then. It's all just now. It's all the same oilam. Call it oilam haza, call it oilam haba, but it's right now. Everything, everything that we experience is real. That's the chiddush of, of Har Sinai. That's the chiddush of, of, of Nisan. This is why, if you think about it, the... the, the the, 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 the feeling of Tishrei is a very different feel than Nisan. The feel of Tishrei is much more, 
trying to leave Olam Hazeh. It's much more, we call it spiritual. It's much more trying to grasp the ungraspable. That's the feeling of Tishrei. Whereas Nisan is mamish like, mamish real. It's like, it's, it's clean, it's a Windex, you know, it's, it's uh, frogs, and it's like, it, it's, mamish, it's mamish real. It's mamish real. It's a very funny thing. And they're both celebrating Bria Salilam. But the answer is, again, Tishrei still leaves that sense of Olam Haza as one place, Olam Haba is something else. And because of that, the natural instinct is to try to grab to Olam Haba, which is almost impossible. But Nisan is not like that. Nisan is what? Nisan is Beis Yisrael. And Beis Yisrael means that, that the world finally can rest at ease. This is also why Pesach is connected to Shabbos. Pesach is called Mimachras HaShabbos, the day after Shabbos. It says to start counting Sphira after Shabbos. It's referring to Pesach. What does Pesach do with Shabbos? Shabbos is a time of Menucha. Pesach is the Menucha of the entire universe in a certain sense. It, the universe can finally re, rest assured that it exists without thinking of itself as just a Hechatimsa to get to another dimension called Olam Abba. No, this is it. You're good. Sit where you are. Stay where you are redefine yourself, realign yourself with your inner core, become more pianistic, understand the Olam Haba of right now, but you, but you have everything you need. That's the secret, that's the secret of, of Nisan. So it, 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 things become more misyashev el-alev. You can have more yishev hadas. The, 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 we'll talk about this more in Shabbos, but the, even the, the, the bulbulim and the katnas and the balagan that comes, that comes along with preparing for Pesach, very often that frustrates us because we're hoping for this more spiritual experience of a, of a Tishrei. And while you're on the floor cleaning for Pesach or you're shopping or you're spending who knows how much money you know, on, on, on Pesach, you're thinking to yourself, I just want to have a Ni'ilah. Like Ni'ilah would be nice right now. You know, instead of that, I'm like, making myself crazy. No, no, no. That's, that, that's exactly what Kedushas Nisan is. Kedushas Nisan, Kedushas Pesach is... Where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. That is reality. That's real. Ni'ilah is not so real from the perspective of Nisan. In Tishrei, it's real. When we get to Tishrei, we'll talk about Ni'ilah, and it'll feel very real. But by Nisan, what's real is, 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 is laundry after laundry after laundry. What's real in Nisan is, you know, spending more and more money every year on matzah. You know, that, 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 that's real. That's real. That's real. And so that's the avoid of what Nisan is. And then, again, and this is what comes out with Haraisas, is that this, this Nakuda of Rus through Tefillah, that's why, again, you know, Bezash and next week, maybe we'll talk about this more in practical terms, but when it comes to Seder night, just, just embrace it. It's not the Vertlach, this, and understanding. Just embrace the moment. That, that, that's the Ikra avoid. Just embrace it. Allow... Allow the Seder to do its thing. Allow Pesach to do its thing. Just don't get in the way. I mean, allow it to happen because it's real. And to experience something real, you have to allow it to breathe. Allow it to breathe. Don't be constantly thinking about the Olam Haba. All it is is right now. And that's the Avayda of Pesach. Shem Shavuz to connect ourselves to the Aris of Pesach, to the Gula of Pesach. And just as the Beis Yisrael was developed in Gulf in such a way, and we came out mamish without, with realizing what we've accomplished, Bez Hashem, we should experience the same thing. Can we say something? We're in the flies. We just got tzedek. We have a minute. Amen.